why I'm looking down at a piece of paper. <laughs> it's not like one of my regular podcasts where I've got questions asked. It's just uh, just us talking. What was your so? Was the question that you wanted to ask me? Is that what you asked earlier? What's the what's that what's that question you want to ask? No, the other question I wanted to ask you was um, well, two things. I'll, I'll, okay, the first one is easy. So. Did you answer the question that I had for how many people you've spoken to that went to PBA? Was that Todd Shoemaker and Amy Coons? Who else have you done the podcast with from PBA? So I think that's it for the podcast. I, I've only done 11 shows. You're, I think you're number 12. So Ooh. there hasn't been a lot. So okay. are they all on the podcast thing that I just signed up for. Yes. Yep. Everybody's there. Okay. Then I will, then when we get done, I'll go back and I'll look since it's on my phone. And then my other question for you that I just now thought about. So I know you are asking me a lot of questions, but when you left PBA, did you go straight to North Carolina or where did you go? What did you do? So yes. Or or we're not allowed to ask those questions. Well, you can ask, but I will say this. So when I left PBA, I went to North Carolina. Mm -hmm. And the reason I don't talk a lot about that, because I do call that the three years of darkness. And I am going to make an entire episode where I explain the three years of darkness because it's it's going to get a little deep. Okay. Um, Much like the time we're going through now. there's some some touchy subjects in there, and I want to make sure I give it the proper context and the proper background and mm-hmm. help explain a lot of what happened. So, yes, so there were three years there, and then I came back to Fort Lauderdale in 92 and worked for Junior Achievement uh, for two years. And the reason mm-hmm. I ended up working with Junior Achievement was from the time that I was a junior in high school, I was a part of Junior Achievement, the after-school program, and did that for two years, won Company of the Year, President of the Year, and was able to attend their national conference. And at the time, that was held in Bloomington, Indiana, on the campus of Indiana University. Mm-hmm. And it was, you know, billed as the top 1% of, you know, businesses um, in Junior Achievement. And there were contests and there were, you know, all sorts of things that happened. There was a business and industry day where top leaders in business, uh, even sports, came to give speeches, uh, presentations mm-hmm. at the um, the Memorial Union where all of us would gather at night to hear these presentations. You know, we, Lee Iacocca, Joe Theismann, mm-hmm. and, you know, I mean, big names would come in to, yeah. to give speeches and presentations. So I attended two years as a delegate, and then I attended 10 years as staff. And my responsibilities on staff were to lead groups of kids when they came in and, you know, guide them throughout the day, help them. We did group discussions, and it would be, you know, everything from, you know, trust sessions to talking about, you know, practical business applications of what they learned in the company program, helping students prepare for their contests. You know, they had, you know, marketing contests, HR contests, president. Uh, some of the students tried to be officers at the conference. It was, I mean, it was a big, big deal. 
So then I worked for JA for two years when I got back to Fort Lauderdale, then worked for the Humane Society as the director of volunteer services for about a year. All that time, I was also doing stuff on the side with computers, not because I wanted to be a computer guy, but because I was good at computers. And a gentleman kept asking me to come work for for him because I built computers better than his techs did. And when he was able to afford me, I left the Humane Society, went there, worked there for two years, had a little disagreement with him about how much better I could do things than he could. And he said, not a chance. You wouldn't survive. And I said, all right, I'll show you. So 1997, I started my business and still here. Wow. That's amazing. So that's my story in a nutshell. And do you, um, you said the majority of your clients are attorneys, is that right? Yep. And you must have a lot, I'm assuming. No, not a lot. I mean, so for the most part, my business, at least now, has been scaled back. It's just me as the main tech. Uh, I do have subcontractors that will help me. I actually had a guy with me today. We were finishing up the moving of a client from over the weekend. So I have a guy here, a couple of guys that help. I have uh, techs in other cities because uh, some of my clients have offices in multiple cities. So even though they're here, they're in Orlando, Tampa. I, I did have a client with an office in Tallahassee. That's why I was up there, Jacksonville. Yeah. So I have techs in all those areas that help. But mm-hmm. I have probably, I think it's about 30 regular clients. Mm, that's and they range. That's a pretty lucrative. That's pretty good. Yeah, they range. Right. They range in size. Some of them are small, but I've you know my largest client um, at their peak was 195 people across the state. That's awesome. Oh, that's it. And I um, manage all of it from here and go on site. You know, maybe once a day um, to a client. Everything else is done remotely once I get everything set up. That is so cool. That is really cool. Um, wow. So do you do your own taxes or do you have an accountant that does that for you since you have so much to manage? I got an accountant early on because mm-hmm. in year two, I believe, I messed up and ended up owing $4,000 to the IRS. Hold, hold on just one second. Hold on. Hold All on. Right. Where did you find that, Chris? So those of you that are listening to the audio podcast after the fact, Pam has uh, gone sidebar with her husband and they are chatting about something. We, we, we were looking for a manual to a, a new grill and we couldn't remember where we put it. So he just found it. Um, you want to say hi to Chris? Hey, Chris. How are you? It's been a while, my friend. Yeah. Yeah. You still look like you're 20 something. Oh, stop it. <laughs> Chris is, he's always genuine. Okay. So wait a minute. You said the second year you got audited and what happened? Well, I, I, no, I didn't, that. I didn't get audited. I was trying to do everything myself because, you know, me being a business major thinking I can handle this. Yeah. And I, I wasn't incorporated. I was doing everything on the sole proprietorship status and, you know, self-reporting and that sort of thing. And, kind of got behind and 
owed four grand and said, ah, I don't think I can let that happen again. So I Mm -hmm. went through a couple of accountants because, you know, I tried to get them to help me, you know, pay off the four grand quickly and didn't really work out, but I got one and uh, been with him ever since. So going on 20 years, I've been with my accountant now and we incorporated and do things by the book. Exactly. That's a good thing to do. Better to be ahead than behind, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. Wow. So does does Kim work at home or outside the home? She works for me now. <laughs> does she really? She does. Yep. That's so awesome. Yeah. And so when she first came to Florida, she had an outside job. Uh, she worked for LA Weight Loss and was a manager at a store actually went to Atlanta for a couple of years to open up the Atlanta market. And Mm. that worked out for a couple of years and then corporate took it over. She worked a year with corporate and then something happened there. And I said, it's time for you to come home because we were basically living apart for three years. And Mm. I said, enough of this. Um, you You know, she's from Ohio. So I said, I got you to Ohio, you know, from Ohio to Florida to be in Florida not to be in Atlanta. So she came back, uh, did work a couple of years there and started doing stuff for me pretty much part-time. I had texts at the time. And as so sometime between 2008 and 2012, as I started to be able to do more stuff remotely, I had a couple of unmotivated texts Mm -hmm. and I said, you know what? I can do this without you. And The original goal was to hire another full-time tech again, but I haven't had to do that yet. So I'm surviving with the subcontractors and I'll I'll do that until, you know, time says that I have to hire somebody. You know, it's getting tough where people want, you know, immediate response. So I'm not always available every time somebody calls, but uh, there's going to be a point in time where I'm going to have to, you know, make sure that somebody's available. As good as Kim is in some areas, she's not a tech. So mm-hmm. she can't do a lot of that stuff for me. So mm-hmm. there may be a a tech in the future full time again, but mm. it is what it is. But right now it's working out well. Yep. That's good. It's really good. All right. So that's that's enough. To, that's all your questions. Okay. Well <laughs> No, go I, ahead. Go ahead. You know, I have I have to think, but I think I think that was it. Oh, um, Oh, this isn't a question. It email me that picture because I, I don't know. I don't think I have that. So I'll email. Okay, you so picture. I asked you before we started because apparently we weren't talking about the same picture. Because no. I asked you if Chris had seen that picture. Has well, I I forgot about that picture until and I'm like, where did you get that picture? So what you're saying um, is I wasn't a memorable date for you at. Homecoming. That's not what I'm saying. <laughs> I, but I did. So we have photo albums in a, in a chest that my brother-in-law made. And I mean, I didn't, um, I didn't go through them all. Um, so my daughter, Avery, just moved to Panama City about two weeks ago. And she came home this weekend. She had a um, dermatology appointment and stuff like that. So I was really hanging out with her a lot. And so I didn't go through all my, my pictures, but I did go through one of the years. And that's when I found the picture of, of Alan and I, 
Now, I need to take some more time to go through some more photo albums, and I may have it, but you can send me a little bit of time if you email that to me. Okay, I will email that to you. That doesn't mean that the date wasn't memorable. It just means I have a lot of photo albums. It's okay. I'm gonna put, I have a lot of pictures that I've been going through, and at least you know your picture, you and I, I remembered. I have pictures of people I went to events with. I don't even remember who they were. I feel bad. Is that like the brain cells didn't connect or, or how did you forget? Well, because remember I, I didn't officially date. So it wasn't like, you know, I spent, you know, weeks or months with somebody. It Mm -hmm. was, it was an event. And a lot of times it was, you know, based on, what I was doing around that time, whether it was student mm-hmm. government or you know something else with leadership, it was whoever I was around and hanging out with. Mm-hmm. And there's, you know, I, I don't have the picture set up to show you because I may have to show you and say, you know, because I'm gonna have to ask somebody who is this person, or I need to go find a yearbook and try to look them up. Because there's two pictures I have of while I was at Palm Beach Atlantic that I went yeah. to events with. I don't know who they were. Do you want to email them to me and let me see if I recognize them? Okay. I can do that. Okay. And then I really wish you would somehow be able to connect with Kelsey English. Okay. Like, are you friends with her on Facebook? I don't think so. Kelsey English. If anybody oh. knows Kelsey or if Kelsey ends up listening to this at some point. So um, who, who's your friend Uli on here? Uli Bernier. So Uli Bernier, is yeah. uh, he's a gentleman from my high school. Oh, and he says, no worries on remembering Marvin. <laughs> it's just part of getting old. Yes. Okay, so I just turned 59. You must be like 51, 52. Wow. Three. Is that right? 53. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. So Uli, Uli is actually going to be in an upcoming episode. He's, oh. He has a very interesting life. He has, uh, he has some very good insight into events like COVID-19. So I don't want to give away too much, but Uli has a very interesting job that he was a part of in, uh, let's see, how can I say it without giving away? Well, let's just say this. He's going to have some very interesting insights on pandemic type events. Oh, when he says too funny, Pim, you can see the oops. Oh, what do you mean by that? No, it's probably, um, Probably he didn't think you could see the, the post, maybe. Oh, and then he says he is retired. Uli's retired. Yeah, he's he's no longer in that position. Oh, okay. He, he left that, oh, about, okay. I think, about a year ago. But he has insight on this pandemic. Yes. Yes. And yes, he is, he is now rolling around Key West. Actually, he and I were on the phone. Uh, I think it was last week when they were, he and... Uh, He and Wendy were driving down, both of them from my high school, and had just gone through um, 
has just gone through the checkpoint to get into Key West because Florida still really? Florida still has the checkpoints up where not anybody can yeah. can get into Key West. Mm-hmm. That that is that is true. And now he said something about I didn't something about July the seventh, two thousand nineteen. Uh, that's probably his retirement date. I don't know what he means by mm-hmm. I didn't. Did you, were you in the same graduating class? Yes. Hmm. Yes. And you stayed in touch? No. <laughs> no. 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 Uli is somebody who, it's funny, so I hadn't probably talked, and here's the thing, this is going to be one of those things, I think, I think Uli played football with me. I'm not 100% sure, but I think we haven't talked yet about all that stuff. But I had a conference that was in Washington, D.C. And I, when I do events in other cities with my conferences and stuff, I will usually have like one night where it's an open house party. It's basically the Uncle Marv open house party. And I'll put out a thing. And since, you know, thank you for getting me on the Facebook, I'll put an event thing out there saying, hey, I'm going to be here. Anybody that wants to come hang out. And Uli and Wendy showed up in Washington, D.C. I had not seen them since high school. Oh, my gosh. And he said, um, yes, and yes to football. You did play football. We did play football, yep. Are and, you are you reading the comments too? Yes, I am. Or am I just saying? Oh, then I don't need to be reading them. Too. Well, I'm here sorry. I can actually do this, so I can put them oh, up on the screen. Okay. So yeah, well, yeah. So once I came to DC, we got in touch. Yes to football and Lenny, who he's referring to as Lenny De Bruin, who Lenny and Mary were on an earlier podcast, and Lenny and I uh, go way back and played sports together all the way through junior high, and uh, Mary worked with my mom. Wow. Okay. Now I do. I lied. I have another question. <laughs> okay. Earlier, the very beginning of our um, podcast, you said that you had thought about going to um, FSU for yes. football. So, d- did you did you try it for the football team at FSU, or like h- h- what happened? With no, that? I no, I I didn't actually go try out because back then, even though I was good in sports, I wasn't great. And I didn't understand the whole concept of scholarships and tryouts and stuff like that. Although I knew that Florida State had some great, great people playing. And the position that I would have played was a position played by Deion Sanders and Terrell Buckley. Oh. And I'm like, I am not going to be able to play. So I ended up getting like, academic scholarships and I got some like local civic scholarships. I actually would have had a free ride all the way through Florida state. But part of the reason that I didn't go was that I, I wanted a little bit of a challenge. I didn't always want to take the same route that everybody else took. Mm -hmm. So going to Florida state or going to Florida was not something that, you know, tons of my classmates were doing. Well, tons weren't going to Palm Beach Atlantic. And I thought, well, I'll go to Palm Beach Atlantic and I'll, you know, I'll dominate down there, which I didn't. 
I didn't play. The road, the there was no, there wasn't football at Palm Beach Atlantic. Basketball, I don't even know why I didn't play basketball, even though they asked me to a couple of times, but I didn't. Um, what did Uli say? Had Marvin gone to FSU for football, we would have been there together for a few years. Oh, so so Uli went to FSU too. Um, but my my scholarships did not cover all of Palm Beach Atlantic. So I actually, one of the reasons I worked so hard at PBA was because I had to pay for part of my tuition every year. And it wasn't cheap. Because back then, so if I remember correctly, Florida State would have cost me like four grand a year. PBA costed six grand a semester. That is exactly correct. So I know that those numbers don't sound a lot to kids today because they're, you know, in the teens of thousands now to go to school. But back then that yeah. was a huge difference. Yeah. And so it, I, it was. I did, you know, mm-hmm. and my mom, so, you know, you had talked about your parents. So, you know, my parents divorced when mm-hmm. I was in like seventh grade. Okay. So my mom raised three kids by herself working two jobs uh, I actually didn't play football my junior year, so I could take a job thinking I needed to provide money for myself. But then I went back and played my senior year. But I had to work all through Palm Beach Atlantic. And, mm-hmm. you know, I did the work study program. I did, you know, the youth minister thing for a while. I drove buses for a summer. I remember all of that. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, I can't remember all the other stuff that I did, but I, I did security on campus for a summer. Yes. Um, I did, I did a lot of work at uh, PBA to, to make it through. And I think when it was all said and done, I ended up taking a loan my senior year because I said, I can't work this hard. Be student government president, do all the stuff I was doing. I said, I've got to be, I took a loan and, uh, that was the only money that I took the four years at PBA. Wow. You worked, but you had a lot of fun too, I think. Yep. It's a good time. Mm-hmm. Palm Beach Atlantic mm-hmm. was, you know, it was a great time to be at that school because the school was basically coming into its own, mm-hmm. getting its identity. Mm-hmm. Um, President Claude H. Ray was probably mm-hmm. of all the administrators that I have been around. I didn't interact with him a lot, but he made it a point to always know what he needed to know about people in the school, whether it was the administrators, the teachers, and students. And he had his students, and I remember him. There would be times where we would be sitting in the chapel, and he would be talking. He would be looking right at me, and I, you know, in the beginning, I'm like, dude, what? don't be staring at me. But as we went on, I realized what he was doing. There were times that he would target his speeches for specific reasons. And he would know where you would be sitting in chapel so that when it came to that part of the speech, he could be able to look you in the eye and make his point. You know, it's, um, I need to look back through my emails because I, with, in the last couple of weeks, I got an email from PBA. Something about like you can actually watch their chapels online. Did you know that? No, I, I didn't either. So I have to. 
I have quite a few assignments that I need to complete as I'm telling you that I'm going to send you pictures and I'm so sorry, you're, you're giving so, yourself a lot of work. Yeah, I am. Yeah, there's yeah. a, there's well, listen, so part of my, I don't even know what I'm going to call it. Part of my discovery podcast, I guess is the best way to call it. will explain some of the stuff because I also, when I left Palm Beach Atlantic, I pretty much was done with PBA too. As great a time as I had and as much as I was involved with that school, I, I was thinking I was done with that, that place also. Really? Yeah. And that's, but you're not going to share that here. You're going to share that. No, I can't share that. First of all, we're an hour and a half into this podcast. This is, this is now the longest podcast that I've ever done. I'm going to have to break it up into two parts because nobody's going to listen to this <laughs> completely through if they're doing the. Uli, Uli's going to listen to it. <laughs> he, he will. He and Wendy are probably listening together. Um, so, yeah. So there's, here's the thing. I know that I'm doing this to reconnect with a lot of people. And there's a lot of questions that people have. And mm -hmm. some of the questions that people are going to ask of me, like I, I said earlier, they're going to need some, some background. They're going to need some context. And it's not just a story I can tell and say, this happened. End of story. You know, there's a lot of things that led up to events. And there's a lot, there's a lot, even in some of the events that themselves, there was a lot of stuff and there was a lot of, let's just say, emotion. Mm -hmm. That's probably the best way I can describe it that mm -hmm. uh, happened around those events. And then, of course, the the aftermath, because some of those things had such a lasting impact even to today. Mm -hmm. And, you know, the the things that I have refused to talk about. Mm -hmm. So, um, but it's going to happen. I, I need to do it. Um, just like I I'm drafting right now, um, comments that I need to make about the George Floyd situation. I can't not say something as a black man. There are too many people that for some reason don't connect the things that they say with the fact that I'm a black man in this time going through a lot of these things that you are either flippantly not paying attention to or not acknowledging or don't think is a problem. And so, you know, I, I usually don't talk about a lot of that stuff, but I'm going to have to, um, I have to let people know that, you know, these aren't events that are on your TV that don't affect people, you know, outside of your life. Um, right. To describe some of the things that I go through, even today, you know, people a lot of times won't believe. So. I haven't walked in those shoes, um, but I'm with you. I understand and agree that, you know, there's, I, I think there, I'll probably mess up on the saying, but. If if you stay silent, it's like you're part of the problem, you know, 
And um, I, I don't post a lot on social media, on Instagram or um, Facebook, really that much. But the thing that I always think about is just be kind to people. Just be kind. Does it, does it really have to be that hard? I don't understand that. Um, both of my girls work at Publix, and they deal with a lot of the public. And sometimes they'll come home at the end of the day, and they're, they're emotionally drained. Mainly because people have been unkind. There's no reason for it. Put on your big girl pants or put on your big boy pants and be kind to one another, right? Don't you, you know what I mean? I, so yeah. in, anyway, I've just, uh, what I'll do is I'll just post some Bible verses and just that admit something to me as a reminder that be humble, love, love, love justice, be be merciful and kind to one another. And it doesn't matter who you are, but that's what God commands us to do. And um, one, I guess a couple of things I think about personally is um, one who has been forgiven much will love much. I mean, you know, and I, and I understand that the world doesn't all know Jesus, but he's the only one that can change our hearts. And, um, I don't know. I just, I, that's, that's just my two cents for what it's worth. But, um, and, and, to, and to get to know people, you know, doesn't matter the color of your skin. I mean, I know some white people that aren't very nice, Marvin. So I don't, I don't necessarily think it's about the color of skin. I think it's about what's in the heart, who, who the person is, you know, I, I I'm can... sorry that you ever having to go through dark times because that's, well, it's interesting because if you think about it, the path that most of us have been on, most, and when I say most of us, the people that I grew up with, and whether that is, you know, in my, you know, junior high, high school, Satellite Beach, a lot of people, we didn't deal with a lot of this stuff. We didn't, I, I have to describe it in a sense that there were very few times that I actually dealt with it from the people that I grew up with, whether it was, you know, high school, college, even at PBA, you know, I can't tell you that any of this happened as a direct result of anybody at PBA. And I can't, I can't explain why, because every point along the way, I felt comfortable enough with the people that I was around and you know, I always made it a point to not bring up anything. Like the best way I can describe it is I never wanted to be congratulated or be allowed to do something because I was black. You know, there were a lot of things along the way. Well, you know, you can apply for this minority scholarship or you can do that. I'm like, no, I don't want that. Give it to me because I earned it or give it to me because, you know, I outdid somebody, you know, in a contest or whatever, do, do those things. And it, it wasn't a big deal. 
until it wasn't or until it was. And then when mm-hmm. it was, it was, a, it was a thing, you know, it's um, like I said, I, I, I don't have my thoughts completely scripted because I want to, I don't want to misspeak because mm-hmm. some people aren't going to understand where I'm coming from who have known me for many, many years and you know, don't see what I see or haven't mm-hmm. experienced what I experienced. And I, I don't want to hold it against them. There's many reasons that people that I grew up with, they should not feel guilty or they should not feel hurt based on what's happening. Because in a lot of ways, not everybody has to say something or do something. You should only do that if you can affect the situation. The problem is, is that there are people that can do something and don't. Those are the people I have trouble with, where you have the ability to step in and stop an injustice or speak up against an injustice, and you don't, and you allow it to happen, you knowingly allow it to happen, that's where I have an issue. Where you have an opportunity to be an advocate, but you don't. Right. You know, Mm -hmm. don't silently make a comment to me, you know, about how good you are, that you're not that way. That really doesn't mean much to me because the interactions that you and I have aren't based on that. So you don't have to prove to me how good you are. And I know that just, that's not what I wanted to say. And that's why I wanted to keep my comments because, you know, having to explain what I mean by that is something that will, uh, like I said, some people understand, some won't. Um, Well, can I, I don't know all the things that happened in your life. Um, but I know one thing. It's made you who you are today. Yep. And, um, you know, it's been a while since we've, we've connected, but uh, I know that anything that you went through, God used it all for good. And um, I was listening to the radio today on my way home. And um, as, as a parent, this, this dad was saying, you know, I grew up having hard times. And yet I find myself wanting to protect my children from those very things. Um, Meaning that, you know, as a parent or maybe even an uncle, you want to protect people so that they don't go through bad times. But it's those bad times that make us strong and it, it, and it, it makes us grow in our faith. Because when life is, we live in a day and age of so much entitlement that is ludicrous. And uh, so anyway, I'm just thinking that, you know, if, Hard times make us to be better people if we'll use it to make us better people. Right. You know? Absolutely. All right. So you and I can have this conversation because you and I have a background that, you know, is pretty soundly rooted, you know, from our time at PBA. And, uh, you know, I don't remember everything, but I do know that you and I had some good times. We had some good conversations. Um, 
we didn't have walked by chapel by the lake, <laughs> which was, but a lot of people did. What? We did it? No, we didn't do that. <laughs> but there was something at Palm over in Palm Beach. We did something. Um, let's see. Did we go to Worth Avenue and hang out? Yes. 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 We yeah, did. We go. We did. We go walking up and down Worth Avenue, saying, yes. "Someday." <laughs> Wait. When Kim listens, this she's gonna go. What? What are you talking about? No, she. I'm sure I told her some of the stories. I've told you. Those, know. those were our college days, honey. Those were our college days. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, so she saw the picture very early. Did she? Yeah. <laughs> good. 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 And I basically. Well, you're sweet, sweet man. And I'm thank God for a friend like you, Marvin. All right. Okay. So. Let me go back and I put a note here. So Kelsey English, you want me to look up? Yes. And do you know how to spell her name? Do I need to spell it for you? <laughs> Uli is still listening. Of course. Uli's a good man. You know what? I first need to see, because we might be friends. Because, you know, there's a lot of people that I've been friends with and didn't know. You and it. Kelsey? Yeah, You're not. There's a chance. Okay. You, you already looked it up. I did. Okay, there we are. We have four mutual friends. Yes. Pam Green and Jill Carlson. Yes. There we go. Wait a minute. She has blonde hair now? Her hair wasn't blonde yes. at PBA, was it? Did you not ever get any of your yearbooks when you were there? Because apparently, I, no, I, I have one. them. They're like stored away somewhere at the house. So, you oh, know, okay. and here, because here's the thing Kim came with a lot of baskets. Do you know what Burger baskets are? Do. Hold on just one second, Marvin. Hey, Shelby. All right, ladies and gentlemen, Pam Luke has uh, yeah. Coming gotten home? on the phone. I'm muting her because she's having a phone conversation with a friend. Pam does not understand that we are live on the Facebook and YouTube right now and that people are watching. So I now have to fill airtime describing what is happening here. This has now officially become the longest podcast that I have done either as a part of the Uncle Marv podcast or Podnuts Pro, which is my tech podcast. Matt Rainey, You have a new record to beat. She is now picking up the finger, letting me know that it will be just a minute. Meanwhile, folks, I am perusing the Facebook, looking at Kelsey English's page. And uh, our four mutual friends, Jill Carlson, Pam Green, Jim Burkett, and Rachel Miller. And those of you in the tech world, not that Rachel Miller. I know two Rachel Millers. So I will be reaching out to them. And uh, Wendy, yes, you and Uli are the only ones watching live because nobody else can make it this long into a podcast. When I release it, it will be in multi-parts. 
<laughs> Uli, you will not be hearing more about the chapel by the lake. Actually, I think it was called Chapel by the Sea. I need to get that uh, absolutely correct. I will figure that out. The, but I can describe it to you. So, Palm Beach Atlanta College was right next to First Baptist Church of West Palm Beach. And West Palm is basically divided from Palm Beach by an intracoastal waterway. So, the First Baptist Church is literally on the intracoastal. And unmute me. Okay. Okay. I'm trying to describe Palm Beach. Who's that? Shelby. Say hi. Say hi. Marvin. Shelby, how are you? How are you? I'm good. Are you talking to the most beautiful mother in the whole wide world right now? Okay. You realize that you're broadcasting it all over social media, right? (laughs) Did did she did she tell you that? You're you're live on the Facebook and the YouTube. Perfect. So, Shelby, do you even know who I am? Marvin, I have met you. <laughs> I know. I just want to make sure you remembered. <laughs> she did. I said. Hey, I, I just had a second job interview, and they loved me. Uh, where at? A charter school over here in Panama City. Oh, a charter school. And what were you University interviewing for? Haven. What was the name of it? North Bay Haven. Okay. Do you need me to do you need me to send a reference for you? Oh my gosh, would you? Sure. Yeah, I'll send it on my official company letterhead. Just tell me what to write, and I'll sign it. And... Oh, my gosh. You better not be yanking my chain right now, because I'm totally taking you seriously. <laughs> no, you do. I'll do it. I mean, would they really believe it and take it, though? I'll do it. I'll sign a reference, and, yeah, I'll do that for you. Um, you have the greatest friend. I know. <laughs> what I'll... Okay. I'll send emails back and forth. So get, since you're driving, say goodbye to Marvin, and I'll send you email. Oh, yeah. Don't be driving and talking. All right, Shelby. Hey, um, so I think next summer I'm going to be up in the panhandle, so we'll have to we'll have to hang out. I would love to. We can grab coffee. We need that coffee. Okay. Do you want me to bring some? Can we grab coffee? Yes, we can grab coffee. I love you. I love you too. Be safe going home. Bye, Shell. Okay, bye. Bye. Yeah, so, yeah, I said, Shelby, I'm doing a podcast with Marvin. She goes, Marvin, I want to say hi to Marvin. I'm like, oh, my gosh. Really? Oh, my goodness. So, so what what was this that we were talking about? So, I was was trying to describe while you were on the phone, um, Uli said he wanted to hear more about the chapel by the lake. Uh-huh. So I, when I, and I corrected myself, I said it was chapel by the sea and I was describing what the chapel by the sea was. I will never mm. talk about what happened at the chapel by the sea. What happens at the chapel stays at the chapel. <laughs> but I was explaining that first Baptist church is on the intracoastal waterway across from mm-hmm. Palm beach. Mm-hmm. And it literally is on Flagler drive. And yes. 
there's a little stretch of Flagler Drive that juts out just enough that they were able to build an outside chapel on the intracoastal, literally on the water. Mm-hmm. That's right. And that was the chapel by the sea. And That's right. Because it was open, anybody could go there at any time. You weren't mm-hmm. supposed to, <laughs> but, but you did. <laughs> There, there wasn't a fence. There wasn't, you know, there wasn't a no trespassing sign or anything like that. It was the honor system back in the 1980s. <laughs> true. That's true. And being that Palm Beach Atlantic was associated with the church, it was understood that the students were supposed to be presenting themselves in a Christian-like manner. Mm-hmm. So is is Wendy Uli's wife? I don't think they're officially married, and if they are, I'm sorry. No, well, she has she has a last name of Morrison. Well, I I know Wendy. that, but there's a lot of people that don't change their name when they get married. That that's true. Yeah, but I was asking if it would that was her because you had mentioned Uli and Wendy. Yes, but that is that is Wendy, who is associated mm-hmm. with Uli. I. I apologize for not knowing the official relationship. That's okay. So, um, so this, this is, this is funny. You'll like this. Okay. So, um, Chris and I realized that when we switched the first letters of our name, it's not Pam and Chris, it's piss and cram. (laughs) Oh my. Why would who does that? Oh, they're not married. I, I didn't think so, but I, you know, I've spoken out of turn many times before. But thank you, Wendy, for letting us know that. Yes. And if there what is a wedding, I need to be there. Yes. How long have you been dating, Wendy? Maybe she'll answer. <laughs> now that I should know, they actually got together before I visited D.C., which I believe was 2016. So it could be as early as 2015. That's my guess. Wendy, can you please give us what the correct answer is and um, let me know what I will win. Um, she just said, you'll, you'll be invited. <laughs> yes. She hasn't answered your question yet, but I'm sure she will. Well, remember it's a little bit of a delay. So, you know, this is like real radio where there's a seven, seven second delay for, you know, bleeping stuff. Oh, she said, this isn't my show. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know, there's an old saying, the more the merrier. So I figured maybe she was going (laughs) to. Okay. That. Okay. That to me sounds like they dated in 1983 which would have been our sophomore year at satellite high school. So they dated in high school and now they're, now they're together again. You know what? There's a lot of people reconnected in 2009. There's a lot of people I'm finding out. So the podcast that you need to go back and listen to, um, it's entitled meant to be Lenny and Mary. Uh, They were two people who basically liked each other like in junior high, but never knew it. And 
like went on their separate ways through junior high and high school. And Lenny, this is you. You got to listen to it and listen. Listen to Lenny tell the story of how he actually came back to Satellite Beach years later, looking for Mary, but she was engaged. Oh. And he let her be. He didn't confront her. He didn't believe in, you know, stepping in and ruining anything. They both got married, both got divorced, and came back together. And now they're married. Isn't that amazing? So if it's meant to be, it's meant to be. That's true. That's very true. So, uh, yep. So they are together. And that is episode eight on the Uncle Mark podcast. You, you need to go back and listen to some of these podcasts just to get a feel I for will. it. Because the next time you're on, we got to tighten this up a little better. Oh, okay. Well, <laughs> sorry about it. I guess, uh, like I said, I've never done this before. So if I derailed you along the way, um, I'll, I'll take all the credit. <laughs> <laughs> or all the blame, whatever you want to call it. I'll I be gotta, responsible. I got to find a way to promote this so that, like, uh, some of your uh, administration and teachers and kids' parents all, you know, find out about the podcast. You can. <laughs> and the first thing they'll see is that that picture of us. <laughs> and they'll be like, Pam. <laughs> My word. <laughs> You're a debutante from Tallahassee. <laughs> No, West Palm. No, you're from Tallahassee now. You've been up there. Well, yeah, You've been there but, 30 I mean, years. Huh? You've been there 30 years. You're from Tallahassee. Well, yeah, I'm a Florida girl. That's for sure. So, you know, it's while we've been sitting here talking, um, my husband defrosted the freezer. <laughs> <laughs> Just a little little side well, note there. You know? Is he bored? Like he can't go watch TV in the bedroom or something? No, well, he, I'm too loud. So he's watching TV in the other room. <laughs> yeah, you've never been one to be quiet. <laughs> That's not nice. Okay, I think I, I. No, I mean, like you, you've never been in a loss for words. No. Which never. was probably one of the reasons we actually, you know, hung out and chatted a lot. You, <laughs> you know, you, you never went a loss for words. You were always quick witted and could keep up with me right thank you <laughs> see I, and i the, the worst part about it is my family they all i try to be funny and they're like mom that wasn't funny but then when i don't try to be funny they're like you are so funny it, it you know so when i try it does it kind of backfires do you ever find that or you're just naturally funny i I don't know. You don't know. I'll have to think about that. Okay. But. I think you're funny. Well, I mean, here's the thing. A lot of things will come to me and I'll just blurt them out. Like, you know, here's the, here's the thing. So I think I used to be funnier when I didn't have a filter, but I've had to have a filter. So it, it isn't. I have to kind of like craft the funniness to make sure it comes out properly and, you know, 
that it's appropriate. <laughs> yes, appropriate. Yes. Pol- pol- politically correct. Yes, and that was a tough or thing to do at PBA. I, you know, I, you know, being politically correct at PBA was not easy. No. 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 Not when the orientation song ended with "and you must wear your proper underwear." <laughs> no, but I mean, you're it's. You're so right about that. It didn't matter if you were male or female, white or black. It didn't make, it, no, it was hard. Yeah. All about being proper. That's so here's, right. here's what I want to do. So I've, I've, you know, been trying to make a list and I want to get together with my um, student government cabinet people because I, you know, I had to be reminded, this is how sad it was. I had to be reminded that one of the big things that was accomplished during my administration was making the school non-smoking. <laughs> Do you remember that? No. <laughs> I, you know, I guess now when I actually think about it, but that's a really terrible thing, isn't it? I what, mean, that like, we had to do that back then. Yeah. Yeah. But that, well, here's the thing. So, you know, here's when we went through, you know, our list of things that we want to accomplish at the beginning of the year. Of course, every year is have a dance on campus. And I had to say to them, look, you guys know there's not going to be a dance on campus. So be off campus. Well, but it couldn't be school sponsored. It couldn't be an official function. That's true. Because, yes, there were there were there were dances. (laughs) there was stuff that happened, but it couldn't be an official school function. Mm -hmm. And so I basically said to them, look, what do you want to spend your year working on? Do you want to accomplish something else and be known for that? Or do you want to be like every other student government that is known for not bringing a dance to campus? So we brought Coke machines, Mm-hmm. And the no smoking policy, which uh, I forget who was that reminded me that we were in the forefront of that because it was not long after that, you know, that the state of Florida went non-smoking indoors. And what are you doing? <laughs> are you having to shift because of defrosting? Well, no, I wanted to. Um, I wanted to look to see who was on your SGA cabinet. Were you? All four years? I was not president all four years, no. What were you in 68? So I was uh, 68. I was one years old. What are you? T- <laughs> no, not 68. Um, 86. I'm sorry. So 86. So my first year, I was freshman vice president. Hal Haller, I believe, was our class president. Sophomore year, I don't. I can't remember if I was president or not of my sophomore class junior year. I was elected president and ended up with a academic suspension. So I could not serve. (laughs) See, look at you. Yeah. So I, I could not serve my first semester of junior year. And then I came back as vice president of legislation. They made up a position for me. Then my senior year, I was SGA president. 
And I believe my cabinet in my senior year, James Dean was my vice president. Mm -hmm. Babs Barr was my secretary. Cindy Coomjohn, I think that's how you say her name, was treasurer. And whatever the other position was, I believe Lawson Jolly. You're right. Okay, so freshman year, Hal Holler, mm-hmm. or Paul Holler, what a name. Hal Holler. You know what? Chris went to school with a guy named the third. Jasper Jasper. Yeah, the third. Jasper Jasperson. How cruel is that? Yeah, Lisa Johnson was your secretary. Oh, Lisa Johnson. Yes. And Lisa, here's another thing. So Lisa was somebody that in high school, so I was a congressional intern. And I had gone to Washington and I had gone to the capital for uh, Tallahassee for a event there. Lisa Johnson was the representative from her high school that I had met at one of those events. And then we met again at PBA and then she disappeared. Oh, really? What happened? I don't know. She, oh. she disappeared. I didn't go looking for people. Oh, I just found a picture of Mike Mahan. Okay, Mike Mahan, um, the chaplain. Oh, and but but the chaplain was lost and jolly. I know you already said that. Okay, lost and jolly. Found on page eighty-five. Eighty-five of the of which of the eighty-nine yearbook. Eighty-six. Eighty-six. Okay. You're straight. You know, four years, thirty-something years ago. Yeah, but you know, I don't know why I only bought one year of the yearbook set because I don't have them all stashed away. That's the only year you have? Yeah, I guess so. Well, I know I have. You- I, I, I think I have all four. I have to go find out. Let me see who got awards. What, what awards did we have? Um, for those were in the spring, like for, um, did, did you ever remember Chris Hansen? Cute little short girl. Probably. You remember Janie Thomas. She was an SGA. Yes. I remember Janie. I remember, remember Janie. Yep. She was Starlin. You remember Starlin? She music major, black hair, played the piano. No. No. That's all right. Okay, I mean, I, so, I mean, I probably would if I saw their full name or saw their face and they looked kind of like they did back then. Yeah. And so typically, well, sometimes people look the same and then sometimes they look different. <laughs> Do you remember um, Suzanne Adonoffi, or how do I say her name? Suzanne? Yeah. No. I you remember Suzanne? I remember Suzette. Oh, Suzette. Suzette Duncan. No. Okay. Yeah. She was my roommate with um, Sherry. 
Ellen's stepsister? Oh, yes. I know Sherry from Satellite Beach, too. Right? She was, wasn't she? That's what, yeah, and she. She what? <laughs> Why are you whispering? Checking your hearing to see if that's gone, but it isn't. It's you can still hear. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm good. Uh, uh. Yeah, so I'm, I'm. I don't think I have any more. I think I only have one yearbook. So you got me beat. I guess All you're right. going to have to look for them. All right. So here's what we'll do, because okay. we, we have uh, you have now filibustered the podcast. <laughs> yeah. Successfully. This so, is two hours and eleven minutes, friend. Yes. So we are going to have to. Um, for now. We're going to have to table some of these discussions. Okay. Uh, pull out your books. We will, okay. we will, I will put my research department into finding some of these people okay. and either get them on a podcast solo or maybe come back with a panel discussion. Yes. And, and other, I'll have to go listen to your other podcasts. I'll send you some emails. You send me some emails and your cell phone number. Yeah, that ain't going to happen. <laughs> yeah, well, I can always get a hold of Kim. Um, she is under strict orders to not give it out as well. Maybe Uli. I don't know if Uli and Wendy are still listening. I don't know, but we'll have to wait to see if they are. But they don't have it either, so nice try. Oh, okay. <laughs> well... No. You, 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 it can't, you can never, it can never, oh, thanks to both of you for a few good laughs. <laughs> There's more to come, Uli. <laughs> uh, yeah, they're probably laughing more okay. at me not knowing stuff. Not PBA grads. That's okay. That's all right. That's all right. Apparently, my stories are universal. <laughs> Everybody knows about Uncle Marvin's stories. Uh, okay, so we'll say goodbye. Yes, we will. Thank, Thank you, you for uh, a wonderful time. For for those of you that have watched in the in the entirety or have listened in the entirety, I thank you so very much. And uh, we will be doing this again. We will. <laughs> we will. Have a wonderful evening. Tell Kim hi for me. Next time I'd like her to be on it so I can see her in person. Yeah, we're working on that because we got a, I've got a whole series of podcasts for her on the tech show. Good. And then uh, we'll work her into the, into the Uncle Marv show. Good. So. And look, you got to talk to, you got to talk to Chris and to Shelby. That's pretty sweet. That is true. That is true. So now your other one's going to be quite upset. Well, she's working tonight and she, she just moved to Panama City. So, um, and she's not even on Facebook. She, she took down some of her social media. Yeah, it, it was getting to be too much. She is said, she, I, don't, I don't miss it. Oh, is Shelby on the Facebook? Mm-hmm. All right. So, okay. So remind Shelby that she needs to send me her information so I can send her this letter. Okay. Okay. I'll, I'll, I'll share email or contacts Okay. so you can have it. All right, we'll do that. Because one thing I'm good at is taking care of kids from other people that aren't mine. 
that, hey, we're all in this together. It takes a village to raise a child. So, well, Marvin, thank you for a delightful evening. God bless you and Kim. And um, until next time. All right. And uh, for those of you listening, thank you again for listening to the Uncle Marv podcast. And uh, we wish you all a good evening, afternoon, whenever you listen to this. And until next time, holla. (laughs) Bye, Marvin. See you later, honey. All righty. Bye. Bye.